story from the Bible, from Luke 7, that's about the healing of the centurion's servant. I then want to share a couple of healing stories, of testimonies, and then really to help equip us in our prayer for healing as well. And then we get, at the end of the meeting, we're going to be praying for healing, even in this room. We are going to make space for a heavenly cargo to be lowered down to see healing happen in this place. And I believe that as I speak this morning, faith is going to rise among us. And I want to say at the beginning that God heals, well, God heals full stop, but God does not need someone alongside to lay a hand on you for healing. And I believe that this morning, as I'm speaking, if you need healing, you just push into God now. So ask the Holy Spirit to come upon you now and bring a healing upon you. As the faith begins to rise, God can touch you now. We don't have to wait for the ministry time at the end of the meeting. Push into God at this time. So let's first look at this passage in Luke 7. Uh, Luke 7, uh, verses 1 to 10. And this is the story of the faith of the centurion. When Jesus entered Capernaum, there was a centurion servant who his master valued highly. He was sick and about to die. The centurion heard of Jesus and sent some elders of the Jews to him, asking him to come and heal his servant. When they came to Jesus, they pleaded earnestly with him. This man deserves to have you do this because he loves our nation and has built our synagogue. So Jesus went with them. He was not far from the house when the centurion sent friends to say to him, Lord, don't trouble yourself, for I do not deserve to have you come under my roof. That is why I don't even consider myself worthy to come to you. But say the word, and my servant will be healed. For I myself am a man under authority, with soldiers under me. I tell this one, go, and he goes. And that one, come. And he comes. I say to my servant, do this. And he does it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed at him. And turning to the crowd following him, he said, I tell you, I have not found such great faith even in Israel. Then the man who had been sent returned to the house and found the servant well. Why don't we pray? Father God, we thank you for your presence with us by the power of your spirit. I pray that you speak faith into our minds and courage into our hearts, even this morning, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, it's a beautiful encounter, isn't it? This soldier, one of the occupying forces, is used to a chain of command, to authority, and he recognises and has faith in Jesus as one who has authority in this world over sickness and his servant ends up being healed. The centurion who is never named 
seems like a nice kind of guy, a nice chap. He's a centurion, so he's, he's honoured and he's been recognised by the other people in, this, in the army. He's uh, been put in this middle management position, middle, middle um, leadership. He has a servant and he cares for this servant. He looks after this servant, he's concerned when he's sick. Now, in those days, sadly, if a servant was sick, they could be just thrown out of the house. But this centurion cared for this servant. And whilst he'd been in the nation, he'd begun to look into the Jews and the Jewish um, heritage and Israel as a nation, began to see what they believed in and was beginning to be interested. He had understood their nations and customs and even going as far as giving money, a financial contribution probably, to support the building of their synagogue. He's also aware of their culture that a Jew would not be able to enter a Gentile house while remaining clean. So with that in mind, he sends these Jewish elders to Jesus to intercede for him. And notice who he sends. It's not the same people each time. The first time, he sends these Jewish elders. And then while he's in his house with his mates, he begins, perhaps, to get cold feet. And he says to his mates, can I really have Jesus in my house to heal my servant? He's a Jew. I'm I'm not a Jew. How's that all going to work? And Look, go to him now. Can you go, my friends, can you go to him and explain to him, I am not worthy to have you here. And they they meet Jesus and they recite in the first person this message to Jesus. A humble message, but one that displayed great faith. Say the word and my servant will be healed. He understood how authority worked and figured that Jesus was in charge, that he could heal his servant and that all that was required was the command of Jesus in that situation and his servant would be healed. Now, a normal soldier does not have a great amount of authority. But if a soldier is going around with a letter of authorization from a general, suddenly doors can open. And they're not going around in their authority, but they're going around in the authority of the general because he's had this letter of authorization. In a family situation, children are squabbling. What's the one couple, what's the few words that comes and brings authority in that situation. Mum says. And as soon as that is quoted, the argument stops. Unless, of course, they then argue about, did mum really say that? But that's authority. It was the word from that person in authority could bring action. And Jesus is amazed. Jesus is not often surprised by things, but he was surprised here. He's amazed because this non-Jewish squaddy has grasped what many of his own people had not. 
His military training had taught him about a chain of command and how authority worked. And this commander had begun to appreciate the Jewish teaching that there was one law, there was one God in charge of the world. The one true God, the God of the nation Israel, he was the sovereign Lord. But not only that, but this man had heard about Jesus. And he'd worked out that this great God was now present and active in the world. And if that were true, he could heal his sick servant. And he did. There's not much mention of this poor servant. Not only do we not know the the servant's name, we don't know whether it's a man or woman that we're dealing with. At the beginning of the story, the servant's sick and about to die, and at the end, we're just told they're well. Because rather the story is about authority. And although it's not mentioned here by name, the kingdom of God. Who is in charge? Who has this ultimate authority? And Jesus' authority here was enough to bring about a healing even at a distance in this setting. And we only see healing today as we call on that authority of Jesus as we pray in Jesus' name. It's not just a nice way of of ending a prayer, but we are sitting and putting ourselves with Jesus' authority around us. We're stepping into his authority in that situation. When we pray for healing, it's not down to us. It's not down to how good we are or or what exams we've passed. But it's Jesus' authority over sickness that we're calling upon as we pray in Jesus' name over healing. We're declaring that. Now, Jesus is no longer here on earth in person, but he has given us his Holy Spirit to lead, guide, comfort, and empower us. So that we can, as the people of God, we can now do more than Jesus did on earth as we are multiplied around the world and in every situation. When Jesus was here on earth, he proclaimed that the kingdom of God had come. That he was ushering in a new kingdom. Not one that was bounded by borders or controlled by a king or a government and issued passports. But rather one where God rules himself. And he demonstrated that new kingdom coming by healing the sick, by raising the dead, by casting out demons. And that reign and rule of God will be fully realized in that age to come which John just referenced in that wonderful scripture from the beginning of Revelation earlier. The end of Revelation, Revelation 21, gives us a picture of this. He will wipe, his God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death. No more mourning. No more crying. And no more pain. 
For the old order of things has passed away. That is our future hope. That is the kingdom in all its authority, in all its beauty and bounty. And as we pray, your kingdom come, we are praying for that future condition with God. And we're asking God to bring that future reality into our present reality. We're praying your kingdom come to see what we're going to see in the future. We want it to come here and now. We are literally praying for heaven to touch earth. The kingdom has come, but is yet to come fully. And we live in the tension of that as believers of God. We keep keep praying for it. Now, the greatest miracle is that lives can be turned around by the power of God. And we're going to hear more of those stories next week as we have baptisms. Everyone has a story of the miracle of God coming and turning them around. And it's wonderful to hear those. And as individuals are turning away from the direction they're going in, they turn around to make Jesus King and Lord of their lives. The kingdom then has grown. And the person steps into that new family, that new relationship, that adoption into his family. And if all that is all new to you, don't understand it, just have a chat to the person who brought you this morning. I'll come down. I'd love to chat to you about it as well. Healings are signs and wonders. We wonder how that happened and we signpost into Jesus coming and the greatness of the kingdom of God. So the greatest healing, the greatest miracle that can happen today is for someone's relationship to be restored with their loving father. I recently received an email from something that happened on the 2nd of November, 2014. I don't know whether there's anyone in the room who remember what's happening, what happened on that date. We had baptisms. And we had a couple who came along to support a friend being baptised. And... In that moment, they decided, they hadn't been baptised, they decided, we want to get baptised this morning. And that can happen. So we had a brief chat to them, and they got baptised. And it was great. Everyone's very excited. That was eight years ago. My email, a few weeks ago, explained to me what actually happened in that moment of baptism. And I'll just read it out. It's written from the husband and I've got a quote from the the wife as well. I just wanted to drop a quick message to mention something I hadn't shared with you previously. As we were baptised at Emmanuel all those years ago, my wife was healed of a chronic sinusitis issue which she had for 10 years. As a doctor, (laughs) and I love it, As a doctor. As a doctor, she could explain this better. 
But she had, for many years, had issues with repeated infections. She was effectively slightly under the weather most of the time and frequently got chest infections from which, from, from this, which was very unpleasant. However, when she came out of the water from the baptism, she literally felt her sinuses clear and has had no issues since. The wife says, I could breathe differently and I haven't had any problems with my sinuses since. I think I've only had a chest infection once in all these years. And this is one for John. My singing has improved. (laughs) It was a completely unasked for healing. In some ways it feels an indulgence when I consider the other unanswered prayers for healing and for, for friends and family. It was a beautiful gift from God, chosen by him for his own reasons, maybe just because he loves me. I'm so thankful. <laughs> what a generous God we serve and I love stories like that. Particularly, well, firstly, it involves a doctor. And I love <laughs> coming against that sometimes. But it also shows, clearly, it's the Holy Spirit who heals. There wasn't any involvement with another person. And I've only heard about this in the last few weeks. It's been sat there, an unknown miracle that's happened in our midst. And I guess there are many out there that we don't hear about straight away, or even a few weeks later. And in this situation, it was just a generous blessing as she was being obedient to his word to get baptized. The Spirit came and healed her. If you pray for someone and they are healed, you don't go around saying, yes, I've just healed someone. You go around saying, yes, Jesus has healed someone. When we pray for someone and they are not healed, why do we go around saying, I didn't heal that person? It's not down solely to you. It's the Spirit who heals. So we don't need to beat ourselves up about it didn't happen the way I thought. God loves faith. The faith to reach out and pray in that moment for someone. The rest is up to him. We can't bring about that healing. We work together with the Holy Spirit. He's the one who heals let me just share with you my, <laughs> my story into healing. It started some years ago. And as a church, we had a, a conference. I think it was called the Front Edge Conference. And we went down to, I think it was Leeds. And there was a, there was a, a Saturday meeting in Leeds. And there were evangelists there. 
and they were talking about um, about healing, and then we're going back to our churches, and the van just came back to our church on a Sunday, and they were going to preach the gospel and see the sick healed. At that conference, they said, right, we want you to go home and ask for a word of knowledge, and then that will be shared on the Sunday morning. So I think, okay. So I eventually got home, Saturday night, sat down, and said, Lord, please give me a word of knowledge. I hadn't really, never asked that before, I guess. I think. And straight away, in that moment, the word knows came into my mind. Mm, okay. And I'd picked up somewhere that it's always good. If you get a word like that, you, you kind of let it settle for a bit. And if it's still there, that may be God speaking. Otherwise, it's something you've eaten. So, went to bed that night. Woke up Sunday morning. What was the first thing that was in my mind? The word knows. Oh, okay. Right. So I go to church in the morning. Now, setting the scene, I am an elder in the church. I am sitting on the front row. It's when we met at the, at the um, sixth form centre. And the preacher preaches and says at the end, right, who's got? A word of knowledge. My heart is doing this. So I stand up and, uh, yeah, I, I've got the word nose. And I kind of said, it, it's not like, it wasn't like a cold, it was more of an issue. So we all were told off, to the other people go across to the, where the arches were, if you remember those, and we, we waited there. And while I was standing there, this young lady came up who was a student. She was a university-level rower. And those of you who know about university-level rowers, they are very fit people. And she said, I've had sinus problems and I haven't been able to train this term. Can you pray for me? Huh? <laughs> okay, yes. I'd heard about laying on of hands, of course. I've now got a young lady in front of me with sinus problems. Where do I put my hand? I can't remember how I resolved this, but anyway. So we prayed for her. In Jesus' name. And she went, oh yeah, that's better, thanks. And walked off. I was left kind of like, what? What, what, actually, what, what happened then? What happened then? So a word of knowledge is given to help release faith into situations. If we've just been praying for healing, she may not have come up for prayer. But a word of knowledge sometimes can help unlock that. We don't have to have a word of knowledge, but it sometimes helps to, to have that there. <laughs> just a few weeks ago, I was at a meeting. And a, and a guy, we were praying for healing, a guy came forward and said, I've got a word of knowledge for plantar fasciitis. Not many of you know what that is. I've had it before, a mild condition, and it's not that pleasant. So it's in the foot, if you're interested. At the same time, there was another guy standing there saying, I've got plantar fasciitis. No one's going to have a word of knowledge about that. And we prayed for him. I haven't heard what happened since. So it helps unlock things. And I'm keen to equip every believer 
to pray for healing. I'm keen to release that gift of healing that the Holy Spirit gives generously to us. And how do you get it? You ask for it. We have a generous God who gives gifts which are plentiful, specific and purposeful. At its simplest, the prayer is, be healed in Jesus' name. Or just be healed in Jesus' name. You can spice it up a little. If you're praying for a leg, you could ask, you could say maybe, leg. You're ahead of me, aren't you? <laughs> leg, be healed in Jesus' name. You can add in, come, Holy Spirit. You can speak to the pain, inflammation, to hormone levels. Whatever it is, be led by the Holy Spirit in your praying. But simply be healed in Jesus' name. There's no set way to pray. As we, as we read through the way Jesus healed people, there's a myriad of different methods in fact, there's no methods. He, he did, did, did things differently in different situations. We need to be open to God. Now, some things that I've, I have found helpful when you're praying, when someone comes and they want, want prayer for healing, is first, obviously, ask them what the problem is. But we don't want a great big medical record. <laughs> what are you here for? Raise faith in them. If you've heard of a, of a, a healing story, Perhaps tell them that. Raise faith, expectation that God's going to touch them. And if they've got pain, one thing I found really helpful, and I always get laughed at when I do this, but I say to them, can you tell me how, how much pain is there on a scale of zero to ten? And they look at me a bit strange, but I'll, I'll come back to that. So ten's really bad, zero's no pain, and you kind of, I say, oh, it's a seven. Oh, that must be painful. You empathise. And then... Just particularly if you don't know the person, just ask for permission. I find it helpful to lay hands on someone. But I always, if I don't know someone, I ask permission for that. I don't want to um, infringe the personal space. Uh, it's really good to work in pairs on this as well. And be just be careful, boys and girls praying together. Be wise about that. And also, don't, don't pray for healing, but bring healing. Bring that command of healing over someone because it's not your authority you're using it's Jesus' authority that's what the centurion understood it's his authority that we're using not ourselves and we're asking for this future kingdom this kingdom to come to come now into our present to bring that touch to him okay everyone feel equipped that's the easy bit Faith is required for the next question, which is, what happened? Did you feel anything? Did anything happen? Now, some things you, you won't know in the moment. It's uh, hormone levels, for instance. You won't know what, if that's changed in the moment. But if you've got pain in your leg, or, you can kind of find, what happened? There are three things that they will respond with. The first is they've been instantly healed. If that is the case, they're generally smiling at you. I remember in India, working through a translator, 
praying for a guy for healing. I think it was toothache. And I finished praying and looked up, and this guy's great big grin on his face <laughs> because God had totally healed him. I didn't need the translator for that one. Secondly, it could be a partial healing. And this is where your, how the pain numbers helps. Because what can happen is that they say to you, oh, I'm a bit better. And they say, thank you for your prayers. But it wasn't really good enough. I'm just a bit better. But thank you anyway. I like to turn that around and say, wow. You mean, we were stood here, we prayed, and your pain level has gone down. How much has it gone down? You were a seven. What is it now? Oh, it's a five. Wow. So we've just been standing here and your pain has gone down from a seven to a five. That's amazing, isn't it? Why don't we pray again and see if God will bring it down even further? Oh, yeah, I thought that. There's a Bible story about that, isn't there? So can you pray again? Or finally, there could be no healing. The person says, well, I didn't feel anything and I can't check it out or the pain's still there. It's really important when that happens. You've got to pray again, of course, but really encourage them that God still loves them. God still loves them. And maybe give them some time. They don't always see God moving in that moment. It could be two to three hours, two to three days where something happens and encourage them to continue to pray for healing as they go home. So I trust this morning I have raised your faith to see healing. I see some smiles and some nods. We've heard this morning about a centurion who expressed his great faith in Jesus and his authority over sickness. We've understood we're praying for the kingdom, this future kingdom, to come into our present reality today. I've shared a story about a sinus healing that happened in the moment of baptism here seven, um, eight years ago. And I've outlined ways you could pray, but there's no set way. It's really inviting the Holy Spirit to come and move amongst you. So I want to invite the band up now. So if you guys could come up. Um, we had a great time just a few weeks ago praying with the students. And I want to say to the students here, if you love Jesus and if you want to see his kingdom to come, why don't you also come up now and line up along the front. We'd love to pray for you. Uh, and if you could line up, boy, girl, boy, girl, that would be really helpful. So students, if you want to come up now, uh, we'll see that happen. Thank you. That, that, was, that was now. Uh, yep. And if you could try and line up, boy, girl, boy, girl, that would be helpful. We'll be praying for you. I'm also aware that there are fewer students with us at the moment. There's more this side. Move down, move along to the left. Oh, you're right. We have fewer students with us at the moment because um, there's the CU weekend away. Now watch this. Alan's organising something. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Administration. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Okay, so, students, if you could turn around and face me, please. 
you don't see me. Just come on a bit. Come on a bit. Okay. So, students, you are the ministry team. <laughs> I realised that some of you will be away for the CU weekend away, and I thought, do I redo this? Do I do, it, do this a different week? Actually, I felt God speak to me about Gideon's army. And some are away. What God has here is sufficient to meet the battle. Now, we are about to... I'm talking to students now. We are about to return to worship. And then I'm going to pray over the rest of the congregation for healing. And then you're going to have a chance to pray for people as well. So during that time, I want you to do a couple of things. A few things. Firstly, repent of any sin. Secondly, ask the Spirit to fill you this morning. And if you haven't got the gift of healing, just ask God for the gift of healing, even this morning. And allow faith to rise in you as you pray and press into God. I also want you to ask for words of knowledge. So just as I had that first thing, oh, I kind of just was quiet. Lord, speak to me now. Give me a word. He knows. Oh, okay. So just ask for that. And then I'm going to come down the line with a microphone and you can share any words of knowledge you have. Now, I'm not expecting, not everyone's going to have a word of knowledge. Well, you might. But let's press into God at this time. Let me encourage you. You are not on your own. You're going to be working in pairs or even threes or even fours. And I know that some of you have never done this before. And I want to do a spelling test with you, that, or spelling lesson, that faith is spelt R-I-S-K. I'm taking a risk in asking you to do this. You are taking a risk in doing this. That is faith. That is faith. If you need help while you're praying for people, kind of what's happening here, just wave. And we've got, John will keep an eye on that. And we've got other teams that can come alongside you if you feel a bit out of your depth. And to the congregation, will you humble yourselves this morning and come to the young ones of this church for prayer for healing. It is the Spirit who heals. So students, you stay facing front. We're going to go back into worship. Then I'm going to pray over everyone and then we can release um, words of knowledge and then be praying together. Thanks.